This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN, and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win 500 bucks. And we're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the PGA Championship Best Bet Show. It's your boy, Boston Capital. We've got it all about Steve Shermer and very special guest that comes. I'm pretty sure you're on all the majors now, uh, Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo. How are you? I'm good. It is the PGA Championship. The course looked like it was going to be really hard, but then I saw a couple of interviews where the guys were like, no, it's actually kind of easy. So I'm interested to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would basically throw in yeah. about three hours of content I've done this week about how difficult it's going to be. Uh, I mean, it's in my backyard. It's five minutes away from me. So I'd be really upset if it's 20 under as the winning score. Uh, please, <laughs> please don't let that happen. But yeah, we have you on every, uh, every show. Uh, I like the fact that we're pretty bad influences on you as far as first on oh, yeah. leaders and props and all this stuff. So Always Let's great just to say not there. bad influence. Just scratch out the word bad and just put influential. Yeah. Influence. <laughs> okay, exactly. there you go. We are influencers on your uh, your bankroll right. there. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll get right right to it. Uh, you know, being from Rochester, um, and anytime our town is connected to anything related to something, you know, with professional sports, we go crazy. And for the last couple of months, it's been hammered in all our heads about how Rory married uh, a girl from Rochester, and uh, you know, people are asking him about how this was his hometown course and if there's any good vibes. And, you know, some people are actually kind of using that to justify maybe picking Rory this week, even though the fact he hasn't been very good. So are you kind of buying to that hometown narrative? Do you think coming back to Oak Hill where he kind of, re- you know, got the love of his life and everything, is that going to make him do well? Or do you think this is one more thing where, you know, he's got to think about some more pressures and he's going to fall, fall flat? I want nothing to do with Rory McIlroy. I am done. Ah, I am done. I yes, retire. Yes. How many times have I bet on him this season? Like, this is it. He's going to find his way. He's going to figure it out. And then he misses yep. the cut. I mean, come on. It's just, yeah. At this point, I would believe, like, yes, like, you can look at all the data and you know that he's one of the best players in the, ro- in the world. But at some point, there's, like, a huge mental block going on. And that's possibly what's going on with him right now. He has two missed cuts in his last four starts and he's losing strokes in areas that he would never lose strokes on. So it's just with his iron play off the tee, maybe the putter is a little bit wonky, but that's like always going to be up and down with any player. But once you start losing three strokes with your irons back to back tournaments, your head ain't right. And so I'm just, he's just not somebody that I want to back right now. Like, Show me that you can finish in the top 20 first, and then we can talk about an outright. <laughs> yeah, so you almost bullied me into Rory at the Masters. You did. You badgered me on the show. You yelled at me. You said not nice things. And I almost made the bet. But we went on uh, the Mothership podcast after, and I found out that he flew in the shrink that the night the, like that week for the masters and i was like there's Fire zero chance I, yeah I was, I was like yeah no chance i'm betting on a guy who doesn't feel like he can make it through a golf tournament without having multiple sessions like that is that is red flag central well, yep, you know, it, 
participated in tennis. So there's a one player, uh, a Greek player, Stefano Tsitsipas, and he himself has a lot. He God bless you. Huge mental, mental, mental block. And he hired a mental coach to help him get through in some of these big time major tournaments. And he did well for literally one tournament. He took Novak Djokovic to five sets and he has been downhill ever since. He can't win. <laughs> but it's just like at some point, it really does. And golf, anybody who plays golf knows. Like you can have all the skill set in the world. Golf is like 80% mental, 20% physical. Like your body is so in rhythm and it's going to hit its swings and hit its motions, but you have one mess up and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I misaligned myself. Maybe I need to tweak this. One little tiny adjustment throws off your entire game. Is that oh. what's going on with Rory? Please prove me wrong, McElroy, but <laughs> I'm not convinced that he's in, he's somebody that I want that I want it back right now. You basically just described my golf game right there, where if I hit one little miss hit, uh, it's to the range and then air shots in the backyard. And, uh, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're trying to do a draw and you have no idea how, what, what that even means. And you're just like, I'm just going to try to do anything at this right. point. When so the best to... thing for me is to just take a week off and not swing a club and then I'm reset and I'm fine, which is why I just recently did. So uh, hoping yeah. to be a little better for uh, when I capper comes to town, we uh, play a little golf on uh, on Thursday there. So Thursday. Yeah. But yeah, but golf is so mental. Like I'm a terrible golfer. We can tack. I enjoy it. I can get a text from the wife or anybody can get a text from a significant other that just puts like, God damn it. Like I know I'm going to feel rushed or like whatever. I could tell something is off at home and like, I'm just completely ruined for the whole round, like completely oh. ruined. So I can't imagine that at, at like a, a million times pressure at a professional tournament. I can't. But we also saw it. We were all saying the same narrative at the masters that yeah. this is Roy McIlroy does so well in these big time tournaments and he's the masters. He owns it and he has all these top tens. Where was it? He got, he missed the cut. Like, yeah. like prove it first. Cause right now you're not on it and that's okay. That's okay. His baseline, his worst day is a lot of players best days. So yeah. there's nothing to like, really like say negative about him. He's going to find his form just like Rom there for a little while. We we're all talking about Rom and how bad he was doing and, Oh, he can't do this. He can't play. He's missing with stuff. And then he found his way in back to the winning circle. So it's going to happen. These are the best players in the world for a reason. Just, I'm not convinced it's going to happen this week. Yeah. Well, cousin, cousin Mush wishes you a happy late birthday. When was your oh, birthday? It was on last Tuesday. Oh, well, happy late birthday. Very good. Happy late birthday there. So, all right. Why don't we transition to another guy who uh, used to be known as kind of the uh, most mentally strong player. Then he went through a little bit of a rut, but he might be back now. Brooks Kepka. And, you know, kind of when you look about Oak Hill, where things going to be right out in front of you, really demanding, narrow, tight, tree-lined, and... Um, you know, it's it just seems like this might be kind of the course for him. Do you think possibly this is maybe where he gets picks up his fifth major, or do you think he's going to maybe like come short again? I am not the Brooks Kepka whisperer. I don't know. <laughs> I am never really somebody that like likes to back him because for a really long time there he was missing. He wasn't doing well in these major tournaments. Oh, he only shows up in majors, but does he? Because he kind of like missed the cut there a couple times, and then he like was outside of the top fifty when he was staying in. He just wasn't doing well, and I know that a lot of it has to do with that injury. Um, that he had. And now he obviously looks to be in full health because after he, in the masters, he took T2, but before that he had one live the Orlando, the Orlando event. And all of us are saying, well, it's the live. And what's that really even mean? Well, obviously it means that he can come out and finish runner up in the masters. So yep. 
I mean, and he's been doing well um, on the looking at the live stats. All we have are strokes gained total, yeah. and he has gained, you know, five plus strokes in every tournament that he's played a T2, a T11, a third, a fifth. So he seems to be fine in full rhythm and in full health. So why wouldn't you want to back somebody like him? I think with me for Brooks, it's just the number. Like it's it's so short for somebody who I've seen play. Well, he played what two good rounds in the Masters? Like he came, he came runner up, but like he wasn't like yeah yeah. So like it's just a twenty to one or a twenty two to one, and then get all the public steam. I immediately just I, I immediately want to run the other way when everybody's on a golfer because picking a fucking outright is so difficult to begin with, and then if everybody is a hundred percent sure, zero percent. That guy's winning for the most part. There have been some community wins, but for the most part, like the narratives don't come true unless, you know, you're Matthew Fitzpatrick and you vacation somewhere near a golf course there. You always win. Whenever Matthew Fitzpatrick has spent some sort of childhood memory somewhere, you bet him apparently. I mean, it seems like, I mean, Kepka, out of all the live guys, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Kepka. However, I'm I'm just a number based person and I don't know what his numbers are. I don't know what not plus nine means and what a what his what the green means for live you play three days. Yeah, you play exactly. against thirty people. Like right. and these courses, have you seen the layouts? Like they look they're resort courses. They're super easy. Like you yeah, should yeah. be crushing these. Yeah. So I mean right. I mean if I had more information, I'd be I'd be able to make a better analysis. But right now, it's like you kind of like you said, if the odds are good, if you're getting like anything at twenty to one or better, then sure, I would probably do that. But anything below fifteen, when there's like I mean, this is such a strong field, and there are so many players that are that are about the same range who are doing well now that you do have data that you can see something tangible that you can read, I would probably go for those players instead. Okay. I mean, I, as the resident Brooks whisperer, uh, I will give a little bit of a case for uh, Brooks. So I remember back before 29, uh, he won in 2019 at Bethpage Black. He played at Trinity Forest. Uh, the Byron Nelson there, not a good field. Everyone skipped that event. It was not good prep. Everyone's wondering why you go into the Byron Nelson at Trinity Forest. It looks basically like Mars at this point compared to Bethpage Black. As they're finishing T5, goes on to win. You know, listen, I try not to watch a lot of live events. I was following a little bit on Sunday. He kind of did some similar stuff uh, in Oklahoma. A nice stress-free 65 final round. Kind of got to a slow start, crescendo at the end. This is kind of just what he does, though, is he kind of just ends up getting some momentum, and then all of a sudden he just shows up at the next golf course and does well. So I expect him to do well this week. Again, I think the number is too short. I, I did not bet him outright. I, can, I heavily considered it because I love betting Brooks Kapka. Uh, a lot of happy gambling members of Brooks Kapka. But yeah, I, I think probably not going to win. Uh, but I think this golf course is set up uh, for him. So I guess, you know, before we uh, get into some of our bets, so Pamela, what are some of the things you're looking for this week in a golfer? Uh, as hey, Rick, quick, before we do that, let's just, let's cut the, one of the ad reads out. Let's just not okay. Because we're we're past. So so SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now pay later Visa card, similar to the buy now pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay it back, uh, pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, zero percent interest. Simply deposit funds into your account at Edge Boost, and will match the deposit, so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred in advances. As you rebuild your payment or as you build your repayment history, uh, with this special offer, the 
First, 500 SGPN users will start with a $1,000 advance limit, and the next 2,500 will start with 500. Go to sportsgamepodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamepodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Okay. All right. So, listen, we got to pay the bills. So, so, so getting back to what I was asking you. So, what are some of the things you're looking for this week as far as how you're making bets? Like any stats, any trends, uh, any profile players? Uh, You know, how'd you come to decide what's on your betting card this week? So, the way that I look at these courses that are rotating events, I look at photos, videos of the course. And the only thing that really stood out to me are the landing areas off the tee are really narrow. So I'm looking for more of a precision golfer. I know you can probably throw in like distance in there, but I really want somebody who's like, all right, I'm going to hit short of the bunker. I'm going to hit in this 10 yard spot right at the bunker. I'm going to hit whatever it is. I'd rather have a precision player rather than a distance player. So I'm looking for that accuracy off the tee, but I'm also looking for somebody who can get it out of the bunkers because those bunkers are wildly deep and those walls are steep. Like I would be so happy if we see somebody do a little tumble turn down into (laughs) 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 great entertainment because those bunkers are kind of like wicked. So I would like, so well, John, John Daly withdrew. So he would have been the the obvious pick for that to happen. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So if you do end up in the bunker, Looking at Zan's A percentage, but mostly I'm just looking for like approach play. Approach play is going to, for me, is always going to be number one in these major tournaments. Just the all around player. The greens are really small. So somebody who can get up and down the green. Um, putting is always going to be something where it's like, oh, yeah, look at it. It's bank grass. Okay. Have you, are you horrible on bank grass? Then I'll stay away. But if you're just like, a, you know, is a to par or a slightly better positive player on bank grass, sure. But mostly just like an overall player. Right. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. You know, you, you hit on the accuracy point and like, you know, I, I think a lot of the prevailing errors are that you gotta be long here. And you know, I, I, I think distance is going to help here, but a lot of the guys I bet this week had that combination of length and accuracy. I do yeah. think, I, I don't think you can spray it everywhere on this golf course. I don't think this is going to be a wing foot where you just got to hit it long at this point. I think there's areas of off the fairway that's mm-hmm. really going to punish you. I think it's going to cause you to miss the green. And you're right. These green side surrounds are so difficult. The bunkers, there's all these chocolate drop mounds and hummocks, tight collection areas. There's a lot of different types of approach shots you got to hit this week. It's not just, you know, gouging out of the rough. Uh, you're right. I think short game's important this week. I think you got a good combination of length and actually you got to be able to find fairways. And I mean, it's going to be hard for everybody to find fairways at this point because it's mm-hmm. so narrow. It's so long. You got to hit driver a lot, but just that little edge, you'll see a theme with some of the guys I bet outright, um, you know, as far as what they can do off the tee. So, all right. So who'd you, some, uh, some, somebody, somebody was saying today that because of the shaved off areas and some of these, uh, when you miss the green, you're going to, you could roll like 40 yards away from oh, yeah. if you miss. That'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for shit like that. That's yeah. what makes me happy. It's nuts. And it's, it's, it's like, it's on different green. Like sometimes it's just all rough. And then other times it's like, Oh man, they got this giant collection area. Like it's, it, it's a very hilly property. Uh, it's, it's going to be a really good time. You're going to really enjoy cap. That's what I'm going to really enjoy that. It's like, Oh man, what a great shot. It yeah. rolls. Feet away. <laughs> yep. uh, You're going to get lots of the, ooh, as it starts no. to roll off. The yep. oh. <laughs> then you hear an oh. F bomb from Capper. Cause that's one of the guys he bet that day. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We fought, when, I, when we were at TPC uh, this past year, was this, no, it was the year before. We were falling around uh, Casey and Burns, and like Casey was like in the woods. I was standing next to like the ESPN person, and uh, you, you can tell the boom mics there. And I'm just talking like normal, like 
cussing, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is probably on like ESPN app and it's completely mute and they have no idea why. They probably think the golfer's cussing, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, who's the first guy in your outright card uh, for this week? Okay. So for my, so the way I do my separation is everyone that I bet as like either a top 20 or top 10, I'm taking them to win as an outright, just because I feel strong. Yep. These are my stronger players, but the two players that I, um, as a fan want to see win and I believe can win, I'm going to go with a player that probably no one is going to like the underrated player in my opinion is Terrell Hatton, just because Ooh. he's not your typical Roy, All right. John Rom, Scotty Scheffler. He's not like the top five player that you think of who's going to win a major, but I have been, spot on about who I think is going to win a tournament this season. All of the guys who I've been saying he's going to win, it's going to happen. It's coming has come to fruition. Hatton is my last player. Well, one of two players that has yet to do it, but he's really good with his ball striking and more. So I, I did get an opportunity to watch him at the Valero Texas open. That was a real, and he missed the cut. That was a horrible weekend for him. Like, but it was also like 40 mile per hour wins. And ever since then, he's found his rhythm again. He's great off the tee. He's great with his iron plays, but better than most, he's really good around the green and he can navigate and he's gained strokes around the green in three straight tournaments. He's actually a really good short game uh, uh, putter as well. Yep. So you combine the ball striking ability that he has with his short game capabilities. How is he not included at least for a top 20 option? You're getting plus 150 for him to finish in the top 20. He has three straight top 20s, back-to-back top fives. I mean, he's just somebody that I'm like super high on that he's going to win. I don't know if it's going to be this tournament. I would hope that it's this tournament because he has yet to win a major. But how sick would it be? He's definitely capable. He's one of the better players in my opinion. Nothing would make me happier than Hatton winning. He is top, what do you think, Steve? Probably like top three of mine, if not definitely top five. Yeah, I mean, he's one of your guys at this point based on some yeah. of his antics on the golf course yeah. that you can certainly relate to. Yeah, so absolutely. Yes. The, the old, the old, he's he's incredible to watch. Like, uh, like I'm definitely going to follow him a little bit on Friday mm-hmm. just because he's fun to watch. The only thing that worries me a little bit is he, and this could just be like a mental image of mine, mm-hmm. like he, he seems to not like getting out of bunkers uh yeah, I rem- was it the valero he smashed the bunker i think i can't remember what tournament that was i mean he's just a hothead he's actually a good bunker player I is think. he okay so maybe yeah. that's why i said it might just be he's top 10 in 10 saves mm-hmm. yeah all right i love it yeah, yeah listen i love that what number did you get him at uh for an outright hold on yeah probably like 40 to 1 45 to nice. 1 maybe 35 okay that's right, around that ballpark yep. yeah Hatton was a guy he checked a lot of boxes for me did not find his way on my card. Actually, I'm kind of regretting that a little bit because, I mean. He's on my card. Great, great iron numbers. Decent from long range. That's probably his weak spot of all this stuff, but good bent grass putter, good scrambler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got some length too. So I maybe my hesitation was the fact that I don't know if he's going to actually like this golf course. And he has definitely had the reputation of if he doesn't like a place, uh, he kind of yeah. checks out. So, hey, dude, he, he got what 35th at the Masters after he said it was an unfair test and yeah. and, and lit my money that's, on fire in a matchup against Billy Horschel. Not that I remember that's from two years ago, right? Like, no, but that's exactly right. At the Valero, I asked, I even asked him directly, and I was like, okay, you sucked today. How do you feel about the Masters? He's like, well, I sucked today. <laughs> and then what happened? And then what does he end up doing? Like, he, I mean, it was a T34 finish, but yeah, it was better than any other finish he's ever it had. Was better than any finish that he's yep. had, correct. Yep. And the only reason why he lost strokes is because 
he lost with his short game, which is something that is atypical for him. Yep. So, and then he bounced back in a big way, gaining three, getting in three straight. So I think he's coming into this. I'm a huge believer in momentum and he has a T3 and a T5. What's Love better it. than that? <laughs> Love it. Love it. There you go. All right. Uh, who else you bet outright this week? Okay. Um, Xander Shopley. Okay. <laughs> but he's just one of those players that he's never going to like thrill you with his numbers. He's not like, he's not sparkly and you, but he's so consistent with this play. And yeah. he had, there was only one period earlier in March where he was losing strokes off the tee. He's corrected that. And it was just, it seemed to have just been like a blooper. Like, oops, <laughs> I'm just like having an off week. He was and coming then, off an injury. I he think was I injury, exactly. And now he yeah, seems to be back, back, yeah. back to normal form. But I mean, he, he has, Six straight top 20 finishes, five of which were in the top 10, three straight top fives. The only thing I thought that he would end up winning the Zurich Classic with um, being partnered with Patrick Cantley, mm-hmm. but he fin- they both finished T4. Um, and then what happens? He following week last week at the Wells Fargo Championship, he takes solo second. So he's just coming yeah. into this with some really great form. Also a player that has never won a major, um, but he's come close. He finished runner up in the 2019 Masters, 2018 Open. So he fixed the area or he was coming back from an injury, the area that he needed to, which was off the tee. Now that that's corrected, he is also one of the better short game players, both good around the green and putting. So, and he has a really good history in some of these stronger field events. Does he have a couple of miscuts? Sure. All of them do, but he also has like a 14th place finish at the U S open. Like he's consistently like in the top 20, he's always in the mix. (laughs) And that's kind of what you want out of, these strong field events are somebody who, if you put yourself in the top 20, all it takes is like one good round to put yourself in the top five and be in contention. And that's, that's Xander for me. Yeah. So uh, I, so I think, I think it was Andy said this, he he's top 10 in 50% of his major starts, which Mm-hmm. Just fucking absurd. Like that's crazy. That's awesome. Xander was. I had to. I had to choose between Xander and another guy on my card, and I chose the other guy, which which means that you're in good shape with Xander. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And I, I, did, I did the same as well. I love Xander off the at the end. Uh, but I mean, listen. Uh, you know, everything he talked about is correct. I, I like the fact that he fixed everything off the tee. You know, coming off from the injury, he actually drove it really well uh, at Quail Hollow, not just with distance, but he had a lot of fairways too. Great long iron player, great around the green, great bad guys powder. The case is very strong for Xander. So, so um, why was he left off of both of your cards? <laughs> so it's, we'll, we'll, get get to, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, you'll, you'll see why. Because, yeah, you'll see. It, it, there's, I, I had room for literally... Like one guy, other than and a long shot. That's it. It's not like you guys to like leave players off. You're usually like, hold on, let me get. (laughs) Yeah, no. Listen, typically that's correct, right? But just like the Masters, like when I didn't bet Rory, I ended up betting Rom, and that only gave me like realistically, I I overexposed myself and gave like I think I took two guys under thirty to one, and I took like a long shot. Typically, it's only one guy like under thirty to one for me. The way I structure my card, if I take a if I take a favorite. Yeah. yeah, I have a different strategy. I kind of really don't look at odds. It's like if I like a player, I don't look at odds until the very last thing. I look at every single player first, and then I'm like, yeah. okay, who's in? Who's doing well recently? And then how do you like for this uh, tournament specifically? And then how have you done in these strong field events? Yeah. Great. How are you on bent grass? Great. Literally, the very last thing that I look at is odds and it's only because okay now i have to do my content what are the odds <laughs> so, <laughs> i prefer that method for me because 
I think you all are coming into this with a little bit of bias. Like, oh, the mm-hmm. odds aren't very good. So automatically you eliminate them from like your vocabulary essentially That's because true. you're dissuaded by the odds. If you do it last, you're looking at it purely from like an objective standpoint. Maybe mm. it's a more fresh opportunity. Yeah. Pamela, why are you trying to fuck my betting process up? Why? 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 What, what are you, what are you trying to do? I am helping. <laughs> yeah. Helping. The most thing is helping me. Okay. <laughs> She's giving back to us after we've given her the first round leader. So I'm like, well, listen, Steve, the reason why get out of our head I have strong. 19 guys on my outright cat is because I didn't look at the odds first. <laughs> I like these 17 guys. Pam said, don't. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Hey, listen, Xander's a fine pick. He's he's somewhere else in my betting card this week, so I, I'm full endorsement. If he wins, I'll get a little money out of it. So, yeah. all right. Uh, anybody else on your outright card? Uh, other players that I do like for outrights would be Patrick Hanley. I'm hesitant to put him as like a strong like I have like strong conviction for him to win as an outright just because he did lose a couple of strokes there um, coming off the Wells Fargo championship. I like players coming into this with momentum rather than like, Oh, I had an off day and, but it's just that he had an off day, but I do believe that he's done better with uh, the stronger field events where he never used to really contend. He had a lot of miscuts, but he's had back to back. Like he took T14 and T8 in the U S open, the open championship in the masters. He had a T14 as well. So I think he's kind of corrected a bit of that, but it's because his ball striking as of late, he's so good. He's like top five, top 10 in the field for his ball striking abilities. And it's just a matter of whether he can, he get do something with the putter. And if he does, he's going to win a tournament. He's also one of those players. It's the two players that I said are going to win the season are Terrell Hatton and Patrick Cantley. They're going to win this year. It's going to happen. I'm just waiting for it to, I don't know if this is the tournament for him, um, but he doesn't, he's not necessarily known for his driving distance, but he does have it, but he is accurate off the tee and he's good with the short game and he's just kind of a good all around player and he's playing great as of late. It's just the only hesitation that I have is that he lost strokes with his irons, which is supposed to be his best part last week at the Wells Fargo. But other than that, he's stellar. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I maybe give you a little comfort on that. So before he won the Zozo back in 2020, he lost strokes with his irons and then the following week he won. So it is possible he can turn around pretty quick. Well, there you yep. go. And there he's also go. one of the shorter player odds. 18 yep. to 1 is what I grabbed. But, I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that's fair. I'll, I'll, explain, I'll explain him here in a minute. <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. Listen, before we get, get to oh, – she said she was uh, – are you done with outrights? One more. I okay, think four outrights. Uh, Sung JM. <laughs> Okay. All right. Is anybody talking about him? I feel like he never gets any type of attention whatsoever any day of the week, any tournament. He does, especially on this part. I think he's fantastic. uh, I think he's perfectly suited for a tournament like this. It's 35 to 1 um, for his outright odds. But, I mean, strokes gain total, he's kind of having a really, like, under-the-radar stellar pretty, like, a year. I mean, hell yeah. he has a T6, a 17th, a 16th, the T7, a 6th, and an 8th. Like he is doing really freaking well, and it's because the part of his game that he always does well in, which is his irons and putting. Hello? <laughs> what, what is needed for this course? Irons and putting. Are you doing at least pretty, say, neutral or gaining a little bit off the tee? That's him. Like the only – and he does well on bent grass, and he does extremely well. He's top 40 in the – or top – what is it? I need – Glasses now in my eyes. He's top 30 in the field for uh, some of these more difficult courses, but it, he's just like a very composed player and he's playing so consistent. So I love that you're getting plus money for him as a top 20. And like I said, if I'm betting somebody in the top 20, I'm going to also take them as an outright. I like it. 
There you go. I mean, listen, he also, and this was news to me on Monday, he apparently went to Korea last weekend and played a tournament and won that thing. And won. Yeah. And won. So, I mean, on one hand, I'm like, all right, he won a tournament. I see. I, now, I'm, I know he's actually capable of winning after I've sunk hundreds and hundreds of dollars into outrights and him that have just failed and blow my face. But on the other hand, what's he doing flying to Korea on the week four major and coming back? I mean, that that's my only concern, but otherwise your case is really strong for Sanjay. Sanjay, Sanjay, remember, like, he, I felt like he played... There, 90% of the weeks, like the first two years. There of was never, yeah, you never worry about fatigue with him because it no. was, I think it was like last year or the combined last two seasons, he never took yeah. a day off. He, he doesn't so know what that means. A, it was like, no, I, I must like, be I'm here at work. <laughs> like, yeah. I got I got to stack this cash before I get to go serve in the fucking military. <laughs> there you go. All right, why don't we take a quick break, and then uh, we'll go over who Capper and I bet out right. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May, so not only... You get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win 500 bucks. They got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Meaning, if you break or lose a pair, even on day one, they told you they'll send. They told us they send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear your shady rays with confidence. Uh, if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you stop when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back, and for our international listeners, Shady. Shady Rays got you covered as well. We're shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamepodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win 500 bucks on the Shady Make Contest. There you go. And then uh, this Friday, uh, just another reminder that myself, uh, Boston Capper, Andy Lack, and Brian Kirscher, we're all going to Big O Driving Range, their top tracer bays. Uh, We're going to be having a little bit of a event a little meet and greet maybe a live show we can get that all figured out a long drive contest beer and wine there i'll provide some food it'll be a good time so if you want to come hang out with us after the second round of the pga championship from 7 to 9 p.m come to big o driving range uh come over to uh bays one two and three that's when we'll, where we'll all be uh come hang out have a couple drinks talk about the tournament we'll throw out some bets it'll be a good time so we hope to see you there i didn't even think about this so i can download a new, i can download an app when i get there Get a bonus as long as I cash out before I leave the state of New York, right? You can. Yeah, you can open up an account, dude. Oh boy. <laughs> there there are, I think, eight legal books that you can choose from up here. So there you go. Use up all those bonuses. Yes, sir. All right. There you go. And no bookies that are gonna chase you down either, because once you hit zero, then you're done. Yeah. That's fair. That has been a problem in the past for me. And (laughs) and present. (laughs) All right, Capper. Who's on your outright card then? Super short and sweet. Uh, Listen, I'm taking John Rahm. He's the best golfer on the fucking planet. And if this is a course fit for Rory, give me the golfer who is better than Rory and does all all the things Rory does. The only thing that worries me, other than the shitty 8-1 to that I took, but I'm sick of losing my money to the top of the market. Um, I took him at the Masters. It worked out. I know there's only been like three golfers who've won the first two majors. Oh, who is it? Spieth, Nicholas. Those are like two more, right, Steve? This is the stuff. Uh, not sure, but I know Brooks won two in a row recently. But I, right. I think it was like the first two is how they couched it. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Listen, he's the best golfer on the planet. I know he hasn't played the last two weeks. Um He's, he can do whatever he wants off the box. Uh, he's amazing iron player. Um, his around the green has improved since he had the yips last year. And I definitely, they're not undulating, but he should 
kill these greens. He loves bent grass, uh, and it's eight to one. I didn't want to trust Scotty uh, with the with the wonky putter, and I don't trust more uh, Rory mentally right now. Um, and I legitimately think that like ten guys can win this tournament, so I'm sticking with my boy Rob. That's it. That's single bullet. Oh no no no. So yeah, I bet. So just in case. I thought you were going to come back with one. So I got Cantlay at 20 to one. Um, I, I'm going to take the cheese again. I do this <laughs> once a year with Cantlay uh, at the majors, but like Pamela said, his last two majors have been good. He is, he is at least not, not hit the ejecto button and has absolutely sucked ass. He is see, tell me if I'm wrong. He's the best bet grass putter on the planet. Yes. Uh, I mean, other than Cam Smith, yeah, that's fair. Or Fitzpatrick's pretty good too. It's all right, we don't count. We don't. Yeah, count. I mean, those guys. I, uh, of everybody, I got them all. It's him, Spieth, Fitzpatrick, and Cam Smith, and actually Rom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All yeah. are just killing on bent grass. Yep, he's great with his long irons, and from the five to ten foot putt range, he's on bent. He's third in this entire field. So when we're going to be need, if it does play hard, and you're going to be needing to make these pars, you're going to have these knee knockers from you know five to ten feet uh, to make it. Give me Cantlay and his horrible routine and his stupid tongue and his vanilla personality. Uh, I just, I just, I can see it happening. And uh, I thought twenty one was a good number, and he hadn't shifted yet. And Xander shifted to sixteen. And I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll take can't lay over Xander. That's why I think your bet is safe, Pamela, because I was debating between those last two and the number put me on can't lay instead of Xander. And then my last one, 110 to one Keegan Bradley, no explanation needed. I will bet him in the Northeast. Uh, he's my boy. Fuck you guys. I don't love him. He's going to. Win. <laughs> all right. There you go. All right. Uh, go, to one. All right. I'll go over the order in which I bet these guys. Cause uh, my final card didn't happen until this morning. So, uh, okay. so I've had, I've been sitting on a can't wait 24 to one for about a month now, uh, right after the masters, after we got into contention there, I, I recognize what Pamela said and what you just said, when guys start getting in the mix in these majors, you saw it last year with Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith, you know, they, they it tends to kind of come soon after. And I, I think Cantley's time is coming. I, I think it's really building up for this week's Matt or PGA to get the win. I mean, he, one of the things I, I, I said at the top of the show, the length and accuracy, he has one of the best combinations of that in the field. He hits so many fairways, you know, he's really long too. I'm not worried about him not being able to, you know, being able to, you know, get lag behind, you know, some of the, you know, big drives this week, you know, decent long iron player, not awesome, uh, but he's still pretty good, but great around the green, great bunker player, great banker ass putter too. Um, I just think it's, I, I think it's going to be time for him. I think he's going to be a major winner. Uh, 24 to one. I can't lay. Love it. And then I signed about Tony Finau. I'm not really okay. sure. You know, I mean, well, not really sure why. I mean, cause <laughs> look, he doesn't win. Right. I does win. He just doesn't win big boy tournaments. Well, he looks really good from everything I'm looking for. So hits it a long ways. He was struggling yep. off the tee for a little bit, but I remember he made a swing change back in at Kapalua where he's yep. trying to hit a fade. And all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, it's been really good. And yep. one of the things I, I said on my previous show, I think he got to hit a power fade here, and he's been hitting those really good lately. The long arm play is excellent with him. He's really good around the green, good really bunker good, player, uh, good on a lot of these tougher, narrow, thick, rough golf courses too. And you know what? Look, like, you know, 
you know, people want to knock the fact that he's won weaker events. Well, mm-hmm. in Mexico, he went toe to toe with John Rahm and beat yep. him. How's that? Like it. It, yeah, at like Detroit it. a couple it, last year, he beat Cantlay, beat Cam Young. Like those guys are all in the mix there. Beat Cam Smith and Rahm again, head to head. So the guy is tough. He's been in within five of the lead nine times last year. He's converted for wins on five of them. Yeah. The guy, and you oh. know what? I'm like not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna call a guy who basically grew up with nothing and in poverty like not tough either. The guy. Oh, Tony Finoso. No, no. Listen, Tony's yeah. Tony's the most lovable guy in the tour. He right. love his kids are great. His wife is awesome. He's a great dad. Like that Netflix special. I already like Tony. And I have to watch yeah. it. That was the that was basically the only good thing to come out of that. My Netflix special was Brooks breaking down and me feeling bad for Brooks when I never felt bad for him because he's <laughs> such a frat bro. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, look into Tony's life, man. Like he has perspective. Like he knows what's important and what's not. Yep. And uh, yeah, man. I listen. I would be super fucking happy if Tony took this down. Yeah. So I got a good number of him uh, at the beginning of the week at twenty nine to one. It's now down to like twenty or so. But I, I, I'm 20, not just gonna yeah. bet. It. And then I had a decision because usually in this spot I usually go Xander in this point. You yep. know, I think at the Masters, I had Xander, Cantlay, Finau, too. And uh, you mentioned to me that you were going to electrocute me if I bet Xander again in a major. And that was ringing. No, you here. told me to do that. I didn't threaten you to do that. You told me to do that. I just. <laughs> Judge, I swear. And listen, if this is going to be cold takes exposed, cold takes exposed, I just think he's a second place guy. I, and especially, it, it's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be windy. And, like, I know he looks really good in the stat page. I like him a lot this week. I have another bet yeah. on him. But it just getting the the job done at a major, I'm – no. I, so you know no. Who I, <laughs> no. So you know who I went with? Come on. And, listen, this is my hometown event. This is Ooh. reckless. I shouldn't be going this low down the card here. I can't go, go into this major saying guys who hit power fades – have an advantage and not have John Rob on my card. So John, let's Rob, go, baby. Eight let's to go. one. He's my one and done pick. Spoiler alert to later. I just think this golf course sets up so well for him. He's got the complete game. Everything is on point. I love what he said in the press conference. Say he sounded confident. He sounded like this he thing is going to, you know, intimidate him. Great bent grass putter. Screw it. Let's go. Let's do it. Rob, let's eight go. To one. Love it. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the out record. Any, uh, any reactions to that, Pamela? He's a second place. I mean, <laughs> you're a second. You're a second place player until you're not. That's true. That's true. If you're not so, first, you're last. We were, right, remember, we we're saying that a lot about Tony Finau, that he's always the bridesmaid yeah. and never the bride, and now and that now he's all of a sudden like on this run. So I mean, it's gonna happen for these guys. It's just like a, they just have to get over a little bit of a mental hump. It's always yeah. about the the fourth day. How low can you contend on that? And we've seen it from Rom. Like I love. I'm more of a wait and see with Rom instead of taking him as an outright right now. You're take, getting him at eight to one. Remember all those opportunities that you had to get to take him on the second round, the third round, even on the fourth round when he's something like eight behind from the lead and he comes back in some miraculous fashion and you're pro, you're highly more likely to get a better number on Rom after day one. So that's so, my strategy with him. So as you as you say that, he double bogeyed the first hole. At the mm-hmm. Masters, after I already bet him outright, I think I got him at, I think it was 10 to 1. Uh, um, or like 9 and a half, one or the other. And so I went immediately, all right, he double bogey. Let me see what I can get. It was like 11. The books yeah. the books are 
It's still basically, number. It is still a better I know, number. I know. So but here, basically, so here's the other thing. Normally, I, golf numbers lately. Normally, I would. I, I totally agree with that assessment. The problem is because it's PJ Championship Week up here in Rochester. I got, I'm entertaining people. I'm going golf in Friday afternoon. You're not gonna be able to, I'm yeah. going to be at the golf course Friday, Saturday. I'm just not going to be able to at this point. And I think John Rahm's going to win. So Love it. put that on the card, see what happens. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So you mentioned you have, uh, let's move on to top 10 and 20 props for you, Pamela. So you mentioned you're already at Hatton. You backed it up with a top 20. Did you back up Xander with a top 10 or 22? I did because for Xander, you're still getting minus 120 for him to finish in the top 20. And I think mm-hmm. that's a very fair price for a Hell top yeah. 20 option. I am not, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to bet him top 10 because that's where you get plus money. I'm conservative. 120 is a damn fair price for a top 20 in a field that is this strong. So I'm going to stop there with Xander. Um, I don't like to take top 10s unless it's somebody that I'm just like so freaking convinced on. And typically that's like Scotty Shuffler <laughs> right now, <laughs> or like last week I took Hatton um, as a top 10 option, but yeah, I mean, I like top 20 options this week. So for my top twenties, I went ahead with Xander and um, my two outrights and Hat- Terrell Hatton and Xander. Cause you're getting, like you're getting plus, you're getting plus one fifty for Hatton in the top. I 20. know. Yeah, I know. So the kind I of balance is out right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I joined you with Xander. I got minus 125, but I also took him top 10 uh, because of that 50% clip that he's hitting at. His game is in such good shape. He does everything well. So it's it's tough for me to see him not excel here. And I got plus 190, so almost two to one. Mm-hmm. Fine. Like, I don't typically do the top 10 market either, but I'm also terrified of the fact that I'd left him off my outright card. So I, I dipped into the <laughs> I dipped into the top 10 market. But I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on Hatton as well. I got him at plus 150 uh, for all the reasons that you love Hatton. Uh, I also love Hatton. Um, I guess you want me to just run through the rest of my bullshit. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can. <laughs> all right, all right. So I got a Sanjay M at plus 135 uh, mm-hmm. for everything that you said about Sanjay. Like, I mean, top 20, like. I, that's 100%. I can typically not get behind him to win because I still can't shake the moniker of knucklehead that we, that either Steve or I gave him <laughs> I don't know, two years ago. I think that was me. Yeah. Cause he always used to do something fucking stupid. We'll be texting back and forth. When we got to him outright. He'll be in the bunker. And we're like, why does he have a three wood? What is he doing? Why does he just punch out? What's happening? It's two 30 over the water. What are you doing here? He's playing chess, not checkers guys. Come on. <laughs> and then he puts it in the drink and goes double bogey. And there goes the outright cat. Yeah. But top 20. Love it. Uh, um, and then, so some of the longer shots, Steve, you're going to fucking hate, hate this so much, but I'm going Grio because it's eight to one. It's eight to one. Okay. He's playing. He's playing really well. I don't mind and, Grio this week. All right. All right. Okay. I thought you were going to yell at me. No, um, I'm not going to yell at you. I like uh, Grio in super soft fields. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but look for the second at that page once upon a time, yeah, <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> fine he's actually i feel like he's longer now than he used to be um i mean wells he t23 rbc was a really strong field t7 mexico not a strong field but still t5 um you know he's good on approach he's, for whatever reason he putt now um he's a little shaky with the long iron but it's seven to one for a top 20 like yeah listen, those are the type of bets that i like like i try to balance them out with like what I believe is like a hedge um, with like a Xander at 125. That's how my broken brain works, Pamela. I'm like a top 20. That's fucking guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like guaranteed. That, that is already cash in. That one's already cashed. Um, but I took um, 
some of the oh oh I took uh, Cantlay at minus one fifteen for the top twenty as well, uh, and then Keegan three to one because game, and then HV uh, three, my boy is back. I fucking love HV three. He's long, uh, he's playing well on live, and it's five and a half to one. So whatever, if he hits or Grio hits, it covers all my shit for at least the placements. <laughs> so I'll be happy with that. There you go. Uh, Pamela, you mentioned uh, Cantley and uh, Sanjay. Do you have anything on them as well? Yeah. So I'm, like I said, conservative. So top 20 is on all of them. Patrick Cantley, you're getting minus 115 for a top 20. Um, yep. Sanjay, you're getting plus 130 for a top 20. Terrell Hatton, plus 150. And then Xander, minus 120. So Ooh. I think those are all very fair numbers. And I'm not interested in doing top 10s this week. Uh, I The only player that I would have done only players that I would have done would have been either John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler, but you're paying juice for them to finish in the top 10. And that, yeah, that's just no, of no interest yeah. to me. So no bueno. So they're just no not going to end up on my card this week simply because the odds are complete garbage. And can either one of them win? Absolutely. Um, Scotty, if he's even just like a neutral putter, he can oh, yeah. win this tournament. But I just believe that there's other players who are more well balanced. Uh, and I, I'd rather take a shot with. Okay. Pamela, our cards are terrifyingly similar for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's got to be a good thing. It is. It is. It's a good thing. I, I had I had a decent week last week, but the week prior was possibly my worst golf week ever. So uh, at least it wasn't that last week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the, the, what what fucking tournament was that? It was Wells Fargo. Wells well. Fargo. Wells Fargo was the worst for me. Like, I will also oh. say to the one guy on my Twitter who said, when was the last time you hit an outright? Do you know how difficult it is to hit an outright? And I will have you know that I hit three in like a four week span. So yeah, <laughs> like it's gonna, it's not, you're not expected. If you are betting no. the PGA, anybody who's watching this, if you are betting the PGA, you are not expected to hit an outright consistently. It is very difficult. This is why I always say do the top 20s because you're more often than not still getting a, a fair minus 110 price or better um, like you do in any other bet, like an NFL, a basketball, whatever. And then you sprinkle a little bit on an outright because it's very difficult to win a golf tournament, especially yeah. on a course and that's rotating course. And, and the weather changes four days, all four days. So it's just, it is difficult. And you, as a, somebody, if you don't, if you're not, studying if you're not doing your own handicapping for these pga events don't expect for the people you follow to be hitting an outright every week either yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. So, do, sorry we're not hitting work. sorry we're not hitting three percent probabilities at a consistent rate yeah okay. and, and, <laughs> the, and can i take a guess did this guy's profile picture on twitter was he wearing like oakley's and have maybe like a like a gray probably beard? one of those like blank didn't have photo ones but it's like <laughs> i'm i mean no like you're gonna the way you make money in the pga is with your head-to-heads that's yeah. always been the case i've always said that this is why i put my focus on it and those are those crush top 20s yeah. those do really well this is why I personally avoid top tens because there's nothing more soul crushing than your player oh. finishing T11 <laughs> because he missed a putt on day four. Like, you know, no, I, you go back to like the Thursday bunny that he missed. Oh, uh, yeah, you go back. Thursday why didn't you make that on your opening right. round, buddy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't usually do the top tens, but just because it's a special week for me up here, I, I added a couple. Oh, I mean, yeah, for I, you, I, listen, absolutely. You're listen, there. I, yeah, I, I, just, I, I just think. Even, and maybe this is because of the fact that I'm just scared that I'm just way too ambitious about Tony Finau, but top 10 on Finau plus 225. I just think he's going to play well this week. All right. uh, I, I just like that. And then listen, 
Mr. Second Place himself, Xander Shoffley, coming second. You catch a top 10 of plus 180 for me. So there we go. So you those are probably two even find. Uh, so what are those? The the, the exactos like or the two? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you could probably even do Xander Shoffley exactly second. <laughs> right on my heart, like well, like, so much when you just said that. You know, you can do those exactos on the golf. <laughs> That's, you already even doing first round leaders back in the day. There we go. There we and go. Now you're like, there we go. Now you now you're giving out horse bets for fucking golf tournaments. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, so as far as my traditional top twenties, I, I found a, a few of these that I mean it's a strong field, but I found some plus money that I'm not getting dead heated on either. On just a couple of guys who are just made for PGA Championships. How about Justin Thomas, top 20 plus 125? He came out today, said he really liked the golf course. Just a guy who just, you know, Horse does really well. are going to say that every week. What's that? They're going to say that every week. What are they going to say? I, I hate this course. Yes, <laughs> I, they absolutely will. That's, you hear them whining, complaining, this course is too hard. And that's why like, certain <laughs> tournaments set it up for them because they're a bunch of little fucking country club babies. I mean, I I, I believe it. And when I listen to the full quiet, I believe that it actually is like, all right, this is something I can do. Yeah, like, you know, good on top golf course, great around the green, good long iron player. It's start, I think some of his ball strings are starting to come back a little bit. Uh, and he just does really he has a really good track record on some of these narrow tree lined thick golf course or thick rough golf courses. So there's him. Uh Brooks kept the top twenty plus one fifty. Again, another guy who just seems like he's made for PGA championships. Uh I think I really like him for uh this golf course, especially you can hit that power fade over and over. And another guy hit power fade who also showed some form and maybe this can be a little bit of a run. How about Dustin Johnson? Top 20 plus one sixty-five. Again, another guy who just really thrives in these setups. I don't think he's done. I, I think he's, you know, I, I, I think he can do DJ. very well this week. Yeah. It's, it's, it's DJ. Like, you know, he turned on like a light bulb and I think he's going to have a much better show than he did the masters. Um, and you know what? Let's I, a mea culpa. Uh, I kind of poo pooed Matthew Fitzpatrick last night on the show, but, Listen, you know, with what his game is now compared to what the stuff I was looking at before, he's longer off the tee, pretty accurate. His long iron plays pretty good, really good around the green, really good bent grass putter, good in tough scoring conditions. So why not Fitzpatrick top 20 plus 165 at this place? Uh, I think that's perfectly reasonable too. Boo, hiss, boo. boo I know. Boo. Well, listen, we're going to follow him. And you got your two boys, Cam. I'm not. Smith. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Cam and Rom. And then you can heckle uh, Fitzpatrick for his races. I'm not going to heckle anybody. I don't want to get kicked out of the tournament. You're not going to get kicked out. Did you hear what happened in 2013 here? Anything goes. You're fine. All right. You're just going to be a steam asshole with stuff that's going to go Don't. Why would you ever tell me that? Because I, it's, it's like a lot of things I tell you that just put little things, ideas in your head. So, all right, uh, Pamela, do you have any like top forties at all this week? Oh yeah, only okay. one. Um, I took one top thirty, uh, just because I think that it's like a fair number as well. Uh, Ricky Fowler. Um, okay. so for okay. him to finish in the top forty is minus one twenty, and I earlier just talked about how I think that's a fair price. But for him, I really do believe that plus one fifty for a top thirty is like extreme value because Fowler, I believe he has the capability to finish in the top 10. And so now you're getting 20 extra spots as cushion. Um, But I mean, he is just having a fantastic 2023 season. And maybe I'm a little bit biased because I got to follow him at the Valero Texas open. And I just really love where his game is at right now. Um, I remember watching him last year and I was like, what did what do you why why are you changing your swing what is happening like you used to be so good and now you're just like a complete mess but he has just like so much his swing right now is just so fluid and smooth and he's playing with confidence and he's still able to just like go out there like nothing is phasing him right now and it's showing in his numbers like he has not missed the cut this season after missing more than 
missing the cut in more than half of the tournaments that he played last year. And so like, he is just like his iron play right now. It really is just like so smooth and it's fluid. And that's what you want from a player, especially in the top 30. That's what you're looking for is a player that can control his swing and his swing is so much more controlled now than it used to be. His off the tee game, you know, he's maybe not as strong in that area, but he's a really good short game player. He's solid around the green and he can putt. And he's, I mean, he's finishing top 20 in almost every tournament that he plays in right now. Yes, this is a stronger field, but he's been in the mix before. And I just believe that he, his comeback, we still haven't seen him peak yet. And, but we're starting to see him get to that. I want to see Ricky. I want to see Ricky win at some point this year. I don't know if a win is ever going to, like, I don't know if. Yeah, he's going to win. Y'all are talking about Xander being a second place player. Like, I kind of feel like I have yet to ever take Ricky as an outright. And I've been putting it as my reason. Like, I don't think he's a winning player now. Um, yeah, why I'm backing him only in the top 20. And it's rare that I do that where I back somebody only in the top 20, top 30 market and not take him as yeah. an outright. But I just don't think that he has that capability yet, but he's showing signs that he can get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if he starts, if he starts scheduling and playing some of these softer field events that, um, that, you know, his best friends aren't at, you know, go, go to the John Deere and go fucking go boat race. Those guys dude. go get a victory. You know yeah. what I mean? Like those are the, I feel like that'll come first. Like, I don't think he's going to win a major before he yeah. comes up. I mean, and he has, like, I know that the PGA Championship is a rotating course uh, tournament, but, I mean, he has really strong PGA Championship history. So, I mean, maybe it's just, I don't know what it is about that that separates it from the other big-time tournaments. Yeah, but, I mean, so I think that he has, you know, multiple top 15 finishes straight. He has a really good short game. He's improved his off-the-tee stats from compared to like even earlier this year, like he's just, I'm really just so high that we have yet to see the best of him and it's coming. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Very good. All right. So I found a couple of top fours on just some guys like, like, listen, I could have had the Grios. I could have had the HB threes. I just think with this golf course, it's going to be no nonsense this week. And I found some top fours and some guys who I think are uber talented, who have a lot of things, of, you know, some pedigree, some toughness, that's what I tried to do with my card this week. How about walking right. Neiman top 40 plus 125? You know, really long nice. off the tee, pretty straight, starting to play a little better on live, pretty good on some classic golf courses like Olympia Fields, did well at Wingfoot, good at Torrey Pines. I think all those types of golf courses are pretty similar to what this place is going to be. And I got plus odds on a guy I think is uber talented. I'll take that. Uh, Capper, it's a good thing you're coming to New York because this was on a New York book. How about Shane Lowry top 40 plus 135? Hmm. He scares me with the putting. He man. scares you with the putting. That's yeah. your boy. I thought I know. I love that pick. I know. Okay. I know. Well, I mean, I, listen. It is a top forty. I guess my brain doesn't even like when you said that. My brain hurt top twenty because I have yeah. literally never been able to bat a top forty. He's in my not just life. good. He's not just bad with his putting though. He's like terrible with his around the green game too. He's a pretty good he, bunker player though. He's a good bunker player. Well, and, then you're and, hoping that he hits in the bunker because I because around well, the what green. I'm relying on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping the fact that he's really long and accurate off the tee and pretty good long iron player too. I'm hoping for a lot of made greens this week out of Shane Lowry. So and he wanted a place like Firestone. I mean, I know that was yeah. decades ago, but that was one of the courses I looked at this week. So uh, Shane Lowry, top 40 plus 135. Then how about a guy who doesn't really fit any of the model of what I'm looking for as far as like a longer accurate hitter, but he's just really good around the green, great putter, tough, scrappy guy. How about Patrick Reed, top 40 plus 140. Winner at Beth Page Black, winner at Torrey yeah. Pines. The fact that he just breaks the model in all these places, good at wing foot, that U.S. Open where, listen, you had to be a bomber and he was right up there, 36 hole leader. 
I love that bet this week. I still might add him top 20. I have he's a question well, mark next well to because too. Yeah, he's doing very he's got well. Me all hey, well, he well in the Masters, old. too. Like, he, he still yeah, has He came it. in fourth, right? Yeah. He was fourth in the Masters? It was great on that, Sunday. He put that, little, put that little seed in my brain last night, and I was like, fuck me. I'm going to end up betting Reed. Yeah, I didn't probably. pull the trigger yet today, but we'll see. Okay. All right, well, I'll show you the way on some of these New York books uh, how to, you know, bet Reed this week. <laughs> Uh, Pamela, how about any, uh, tournament props, anything, you know, nationalities score, anything like that? Um, I haven't gotten that far ahead into, okay. into research. I do have, um, are we on, uh, head to heads yet? Yeah. Two matchups. What you got? Yeah, we do head to heads. Uh, what's the first one you got that you want to throw out this week? Well, there was a player that you mentioned, and it's Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, minus 130 over Cam Smith. Now, betting against Cam Smith is a bit of a weird one because, yes, it's live, and like I just mentioned, we don't really have data. And But if you go back to what he used to be really good at, he has a really good short game. Well, now you're going up against somebody like Matthew Fitzpatrick who has a great ball striking ability and a good short game. <laughs> so I just really like, and you mentioned it earlier, how, how he's kind of just become like a better off the tee player as of late. He seems to put his irons back into play now um, after, I mean, he had a really rough start to the year and now he seems to be back to where we used to be and maybe even a little bit better. He's one of the best putters on Benton grass surfaces. Uh, granted, Kemp Smith does well too, but I mean, he's consistently gaining strokes in his short game in every tournament that he plays, even when he was struggling with his iron play. And all we have with, of data for Cam Smith is strokes gain total, and he seems to be doing well in that regard. But I just believe that Matthew Fitzpatrick is just... He's playing in these type of field events. He's consistently getting better. He's corrected or improved on an area that he was lacking in his game previously. I just really like him this week as I liked him initially as a top 20. And I was like, well, let me just put him in a head to head instead. Okay. There you go. All right. I don't bet him head to heads because I've been ice cold for about a year and a half. I only do play positionals at this point, but if I was going to bet, uh, here's some ones that you guys can fade. Uh, so how about Tommy <laughs> fleet with minus minus one ten over Sam Burns? I don't think, even though Sam Burns has the length, I think he just sprays it all over the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Not a good long iron player. I know he's really good around the green, a good putter, but I just think like mm-hmm. if you're hit, hit it all over the map, I, I, I think that's going to be a disadvantage for him. And then I got fleet with minus one ten over him. I, I do you know solid, consistent ball striking iron play has been really good for him. Um, pretty good around the green too. Great bunker player. Uh, give me a little more complete player in Fleetwood over a guy like Sam Burns, a little volatile for me. Like it. Cap- Capper, what about you? What's your first one? My first one uh, was the easiest bet for me of the week. It was Finau over Victor Hovland, minus 130. Okay. Um, He's, he's shit out of the bunkers, shit around the green. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good pop. And obviously, listen, he, he he absolutely has a round, maybe even two, where he hits, you know, a bazillion greens, right, in 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 one round. But he fades on Sundays, um, and I like Finau a lot. I was looking at him for an outright, too. Um, and, yeah, I just don't believe in Vic. And I know you talked about, you know, if everybody's struggling around the greens, then maybe the pack will come back to him. I just don't. That logic doesn't just work. It doesn't work for my brain. Like you, you, you still suck. Like you're still going to hit it eight feet past where the other guy put it to three feet. So it, it 
it doesn't negate his shittiness. That oh, is some yeah. strong analysis right there. He shit. There you go. Well, <laughs> listen, I, like eighty-year-old man sitting on the front porch, <laughs> getting mad at the, the at the kids driving too fast. Well, <laughs> you, look, I, I made that point before you showed me something that uh, listen, Hovland has been the type to actually go down the wrong fairway to try to get an angle and hole. Apparently, they're putting internal oh, OB yeah. on a couple holes to prevent yep. a guy like doing that. So you know what? He's out. They took away his best strategy. So I know, but I, but he he like just statistically too. He's just so bad. He's I just know. so bad, and like no, I can't do it. Like he's like got, I said, he's got, I, some, I, he's got some steam today. By the way, so I've seen some people picking Hoblin. Listen, I get like I, I get. I, I guess people I get it. People pick Hovland every week, and they're just throwing darts. He is. Yeah. He, he's, he is a darling of the community. So, yeah. All right, Pamela, well, let's go back to you. What's your uh, second matchup you like? Uh, the second one that I like is one of the players that – so I've kind of been doing this lately more often than not, which is uh, surprising to me, but, I mean, if the matchup works, and it's taking somebody that I like for a top 20 or an outright and putting them in the head-to-head, and it's Charles Hatton, minus 150 over Max Homa. And I know that Homa had like a really good um, start there, maybe (laughs) to to the season. But I mean, I love Terrell Hatton how he's playing now, and Homa has kind of fallen off. (laughs) He has back-to-back miscuts with the RBC, and then well, the Zurich we're not really getting count against him. And though he did do well last week uh, with T8 at the Wells Fargo, um, I just think that Hatton is the better, more better iron player, better around the green player, and more consistent. And that was kind of more, in my opinion, of kind of like a fluke type of play, <laughs> just be, okay. rather than uh, him doing well. But he's consistently, Homa is somebody that consistently loses strokes off the tee. His irons are kind of a hit or miss. He really is just like, uh, what are you going to get this week? <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'm going with the more consistent player, and that's Hatton. Okay. There that was go. funny. I, lo- I looked at that one, but I couldn't pull the trigger because I – this is where the odds also hurt me. Like I look at it and I considered them outright. Like when I was fucking around on Monday, because it, it's like, man, fucking forty to one for Burns. I was like, this guy actually wins. Like what? Like what are we doing? And then I, I, I ended up writing it off. But then I look at the matchup, and it's one of the ones where I'm literally like scrolling. And I just like freeze. I look for a while. And I'm like, if I gotta look this long, no. And I just pass. <laughs> I just pass off. Well, like and, it, and also, if you look at Homa and how he does in these stronger field events, he doesn't do well. He has more miscuts than he does oh, top bad. 20s. He has only, like, yeah. two top 20s in his last, like, 10 starts of, like, these strong field events where it's a super strong field. And he had, like, five miscuts there in a row. I mean, he missed the cut at the Open Championship. And it's just – he's just not somebody that I would take for – it's just always going to be you're a West Coast player and now you're going way east. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's got to get over the hump at this point. I'm kind of getting a little impatient with uh, Max Homa at this point. Because, I mean, like, listen, he's won Torrey Pines and Riviera, but then he shows up to the Masters, he stinks. He shows up to a lot of these majors, and kind of stinks. So, yep. yeah, he's got to start getting going with that. All right, so my second matchup, I, I like how the books sometimes give out these Spider-Man mean uh, matchup. Just two guys who are exactly the same. Uh, and that's a guy who I just talked about, Shane Lowry. He's paired up against Corey Connors this week. Great ball strikers. Oh horrible, horrible putters. So the tiebreaker for me, though, is that Lowry is just a little bit better around the green, a lot better bunker player. Connors is horrible around the green, too. He's a complete mess right now. And Connors doesn't have a lot of length, too. So with these narrow fairways, if he's off a little bit, like, that's a world of trouble for him. So I'll take Shane Lowry plus 100 over Corey Connors. Oh, nice. Even way? There you go. I'll look for that one. All right. Capper, what's uh, your second one? So I double checked this one because I bet it when I saw it, but I think it's off the board now. Uh, but I'll say it anyway. So I took Decky over Spieth 
Um, I was targeting him because of his injury. Plus, I didn't think uh, he was uh, going to be a good fit here uh, at all. But now the fact that he might not even play, um, I checked uh, my two locals, and he's off. It's off the board now, um, so it's kind of useless to give out. But that was my second one. <laughs> okay, the low hanging fruit one. Always. Yeah. Listen, man. Listen, if a book's going to sleep, you got to try to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> the word on the ground here, uh, Michael Greller has been going around doing the scouting reports, but Spieth has not been seen yet. At least that's what I've heard. Mm. So TBD. All right, uh, Pamela, what's your uh, last matchup you want to throw out? Tonight? Those are the only two that I have. Okay. All right. I got one. I got one more. Uh, it's a guy that uh Cabrivet top 20. Uh, how about Emiliano Grillo minus minus one twenty five over Andrew Putnam. Oh, hell Ooh. yeah. Yeah, it just listen, just like right on that one short too. Andrew Putnam, just uh, these types of golf courses. I know he's really good around the green, good putter, but I just don't think this is going to work for him. I think this Agrio guy, who's actually done pretty well in PGA Championships uh, before, yep. he's got a top 20 Baltusrol, finished 23rd at Beth Page Black. Seems like these types of setups he tends to enjoy and at least make a cut, whereas in Putnam, I'm worried about him making the weekend. So Agrio uh, minus 125 over uh, Andrew Putnam. Like it. So the last last one I took was literally just to kind of go against the grain uh, because I like DJ uh, better than Brooks. Uh, so I took DJ even money over Brooks. It was even money, all that public steam behind him. I just, I think DJ is, DJ is a different animal. Like he just is. Like I know Brooks, the major killer or whatever, but when DJ turns it on, he, he could still be the best golfer in the world. And this seems like a perfect course setup for him. And yeah. so um, yeah, I'm taking DJ over Brooks at even money to fade the public. All right. No qualms about that. Uh, so I, I only have one uh, tournament prop right now. I'm, I'm waiting for my book to put up the cut line or the wing score. I think they're being cowards right now. I don't think they know what to do. So I think they're winning some other stuff to uh, come out there, but I did see one. Uh, it was over under players finishing under par. I got it at under 23 and a half guys. Uh, it's gone down to 21 and a half. Look, the last three of the last four PGA championships have been kind of longer, tougher sets, which I think this is probably going to be. I don't think the winning, I think the winning score is probably going to be around eight, nine under par. Mm-hmm. Um, like only 12, 13, 14 guys have been under par. The only ones that really have had a lot of guys were these soft golf setups like Bell Reeve. And uh, Baltusrol, those were humid, hot. Guys are hitting a lot of greens this week. I don't see that being the case this week with it being so long and narrow and a lot of long approach shots. So under 23 and a half guys uh, finishing under par for the week. And as far as what I project for a cut, I probably maybe plus four. It was plus three in 2013. I remember that tournament, though. It was really good conditions the first two days. No wind. We got some rain. Uh, and got, the field average was still two over par those first two days. And I, this golf course has only gotten tougher since then with the lightning and all the stuff they've done around the green. So I think probably plus four uh, is my guess. I've seen some 73 and a halves on other books. Probably would lean over at that point. Okay. Okay. All right. Pamela, you got any first round leaders other than I know you back them all up with, with the ones you bet outright. All the guys, else? I don't ever venture outside of that. It's the guys who I like to win and finish gotcha. off monies or the guys that I'm taking as an outright. So it's Patrick gotcha. Cantley, Sung JM, Terrell Hatton, and Xander Shoffley. Um, I would like yes. to put maybe like Scotty or Rory or John Rom, but I'm real but it, I'm just sticking to what I've always done, and I've never added outside of what I always. Where's the fun in that? It's a major throw. It's a major throw in some Scotty. If I'm, I mean, with speed not being there, I got to throw in one of my fellow Longhorns. So yeah, if I think if the only (laughs) the only player that I'm gonna add will probably be Shuffler, 
And okay. as we've seen Rome, I don't think he's he's less more inclined to come out with a hot start than Scheffler is. Okay. I don't know. He just got first round leader before he ejected at API. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, took go. my lunch money because I didn't have him first round ago. Super fun. Frick. There you go. Um, uh, Capper, are you revealing tonight who it is, or are you going to do a separate video? No, nah, no, nah, we'll do it tomorrow. I just want to see what Pamela has, see if okay. we can have something similar. All right, similar. well, I, oh, I, I, have, have, I have two of the same. All right, okay, you got two of the same. All right, so what I think is going to happen on Thursday, it's going to be really cold in the morning. There's actually possibly mm-hmm. a, might be delayed because of frost, frost. Uh, in the morning. So, but when these guys tee off, though, it's going to be low 40s, low 50s. Like, the ball is going to be dead. At that point, these guys are going to have trouble getting it out there. It's going to be really long golf course. It's going to warm up a little bit in the afternoon, though. So I'm going to shade. I think guy, the first time leader is going to come in from the afternoon. So that's where all Same. my guys are. It's that's uh, where, that's where all, Thursday. That's where all my guys are starting. So Xander 30 to 1, Cantley 33 to 1, Finau 35 to 1, DJ 40 to 1, Hatton 45 to 1, and then a couple longer shots. But Adam Scott 75 to 1, playing well recently. His, you know, did well in 2013 PGA. I know there's been changes, but he's at least seen this place before. And then how about the redemption story? Mito Pereira, 110 to 1. He's a longer hitter. Maybe he comes out with a little fire under him considering what happened last year. Uh, how about I like that as a long shot for a guy I think is really talented. I don't mind Mito. He was one of the players. I used to back him a lot when he was on tour. Um, he's Yeah, he was one of my favorite players to bet. But if you look at his live stuff, he's not really doing anything to live. Yeah, he, he he was doing well. He's still scarred from that swing on eighteen. Yeah, so he <laughs> forever he that screwed him up for life. <laughs> yeah, he 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 played well in Singapore. It's been up and down. He played well in Orlando, bad in Australia, well in Singapore, bad in Tulsa. So it's been it's been up and down for him. I just believe in the guy's talent, though. I like what you said, though, that the first round leader should is likely to come out of the afternoon, afternoon round, and three of my four guys are in the afternoon. So there you yeah. go. All right. So, uh, do you have a one and done pick? Um, I'm going to (laughs) go. I have, so my one and I'm terrible at one and done every time, (laughs) every single week I submit some and they're like, you already used it. You already used it. (laughs) You said that you were going to use ROM. I'm just going to go with ROM because I, because I know for a fact that I have not used it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yep. I have not used ROM yet. Uh, if I bet him eight to one, I might as well use him one and done ROM. I feel like yeah. I think if you look at my the email thread, I, I'm pretty sure I put Hatton like every week. Just your default. Just your default. All right, Capper, what about you? Uh, so I use Ram at the Masters. Uh, so congrats. I, yeah, uh, yeah. The, except I, I've forgotten in four weeks. I'm still I'm like third or fourth place, but I've forgot to submit for four weeks this year. So okay. I, so I have two options. I haven't decided yet. It's going to be between Cantley and Scotty. But I still okay. have Scotty, but I, oh. I I, I, I got to figure out how many more elevated events there are. Is how many more fucking? It's not there? many. Are it's sure? uh, it's Memorial. It's Travelers, okay. and then the playoffs, okay. and then the majors. That's it. That's it. It's it's okay. it. It starts to get kind of dull and boring as everybody wants to get out and go golfing and not watch golf and television. True. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, Pamela. All right. Tell. Whoop, go ahead. I know. I was. I was going to actually do what you did. Yeah, Pamela. <laughs> thank you for coming on our show. It's always a pleasure having you yeah, out here. Course. We love talking bets with you. Uh, where can we find you? Give a couple plugs. Uh, take it away. Yep. Everything is on the Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter, um, or on the Yahoo Sportsbook app. It's Yahoo Sports. Click on Sportsbook to find all the articles. But right now, mostly just doing PGA. Had a fantastic XFL season. If y'all really watch it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I the championship game called for the underdog outright and it's just if you don't watch the xfl i highly recommend to start getting into an extra i really think that the xfl 
with Dwayne Johnson and um, what's what's her name? Dan, Dan, Danny. Uh, I think with Danny Garcia, I think with them um, both involved, I think the XFL is here to stay. I think it's a great league. And so I'm, I'm going to be rooting for it every year, but um, yeah. Okay. And then ATP tennis on Pamela M 35. We're doing some tennis right now. All right. Yep. Very good. French Open's coming up, right? It is in a couple of weeks. Who's uh? You got any uh, sleepers for us? Sleepers don't happen in majors, baby. It's just single bullet in a doll. This is a big boy tournament, and you, the big boys come out. No, I took Carlos Alcaraz uh, back in March. Got a lot of heat for that one. Okay. Um, because he, he's not gonna, yeah, he's a favorite. Um, thank you. And so it's a more so of a number grab at this point, but, um, I think that Novak Djokovic has a really good chance here to come out with it because we don't even know if Nadal is going to play or not. So that is oh. still up in the air. He has yet to play clay this season and we haven't seen him in a few months, so we'll see what oh. happens. But if Novak Djokovic does, that's a possible another shot at a calendar slam. You know, that just just gave me an idea. What if I bet the Spanish double this week? I go Rom and I go, who's the Spanish guy for the French double? Maybe what if I do that? What are those odds? Maybe I can uh, parlay it. Let's do it. Parlay that. That sounds fun. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's screw it. (laughs) Let's let's do it. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Pamela. Appreciate it. All right, Capri, you got anything else? No, that's it. Come see us uh, Oak Hill. Uh, Oak Hill, yes. Correct? Are you kidding? Yes. What's the what? Oak what Big Oak. Big Oak. Oak. Big, Big Oak. Oak. Yes. Yeah. Big Oak driving yeah. range at uh on Friday uh, from seven to nine. Yeah. Come see us, or you know what? Come meet us out on the golf course. Um, yeah. If yeah, you see a, sh- see a short guy with a backwards habit, the gin and tonic, that's probably Boston Capper. Uh, very easy to spot in the yeah. crowd there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So come in, come in us up on the course or the event on Friday. Um, I'm gonna have to uh, whoop this youngins cam. He, he put himself as a minus 600 favorite. I'm almost 40 years old, so this guy better be able to outdrive me by like 50 odds to make himself like a minus minus 600 favorite. <laughs> I, don't, I, I was not a fan of that. He turned the competitive juices on. All right. All right. Well, that's it then. That's uh, it. Thank you for uh, listening to us during PJ Championship Week. Uh, maybe we'll see you on the course. And with that. Uh, good luck breaking your books this week. Let's good fucking luck. go.